are all gathered here to celebrate the birth of our Lord Jesus. No, we're at the Forbidden <laughs> Gathering, and we're having a great time. Uh, hey, we see, we've already seen some UFOs. We've gone hiking. We've been doing a little drinking, and uh, all good here in the neighborhood. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to pass this bad boy around and get everybody to do some introductions. First, we start with Mr. Dan. My name is Dan. I'm the host of the Cosmic Keys podcast. Hello, I'm uh, Ryder Lee. I host Raised by Giants, where I interview people and talk about all kinds of wild stuff. Uh, you can catch it on anywhere podcasts are served. Laura Wells, going down the rabbit hole. October Hallam, the ancient gift. Hey, Ryder, I got a question. Are you related to Bruce? Bruce? Lee? Yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. I can tell. <laughs> the Bruce? Uh, I am Birch Driver, and I am the host of Green Knight Podcast, <laughs> where we go into the Tao of uh, Sir Gwen and the Green Knight. I'm Andre Mitty, and I am the host of Ascension of the Chessmen. I'm just happy to be here. Sweet. As you can tell, we got some happy people here tonight. That's right. That's right. All right. I thought uh, tonight. We could start with, I mean, I've been listening to Dan talk about astrology for a while, and I'm super interested in astrology, and I want to get the astrological outlook for tonight. Have you looked at that yet, Dan? Leo. It's going half tomorrow, half moon, um, and next week, Mercury stations retrograde on Tuesday, and Jupiter enters Aries. It's been in Pisces for a while, so there's some changes going down next week. And then a week from tomorrow, there's a super hardcore, scary, evil blood moon in Scorpio. So head for the hills. Anyone else? Anyone else? Do we get to see the blood moon? Is it a visible blood moon? It, yeah, it's going to be visible. It's going to be at 12.15 a.m. Eastern. So it'll be dark out in the USA. So we can look at the blood. Awesome. Yes, we're ready. We're under a blood moon and we're ready to be get bloody tonight. All right. So uh, I think uh, we'll pass it around here. Uh, last night we saw an amazing uh, sight. We saw a UFO through uh, Laura's night vision goggles. Hopefully they'll come down tonight and give us a few probings. I'm ready. I don't know if you guys are, but hopefully we'll get to that. So uh, Ryder was the one who actually caught it. He was holding the uh, the camera and it looked like a fucking boomerang. It was pretty cool. What'd you see, Ryder? Yes, I was uh, looking through the uh, night vision camera that uh, Laura provided us with to look at this beautiful sky and see all the different stars. And we were just chilling out there last night and I was looking up and I just saw this. I described it as a, a backwards, backwards, L. backwards yeah. L. Yeah. And I was just following it. And I don't think anyone believed me whenever I was uh, whenever I was telling them what I was seeing. And then um, I gave it to her and she took it. She ripped it off of the uh, the video camera and put it on her phone. She was like, dang, right. This looks like a, a boomerang. A boomerang. Yeah. And then whenever we watched it back, I was like, yeah, it looks more like a boomerang. And we researched it. Right. Yeah. And, you, and we found pictures of other people that have caught similar. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was really cool. I don't I'd never seen anything uh, quite like that. I mean, uh, Chris had seen some uh, different kinds of UFOs at the Laughlin UFO Megacon looking through military grade night vision cameras. But 
that one was really interesting. I posted it on my uh, Facebook page and on Instagram. So if anyone listening would like to uh, check it out, just go over there and look it up. Yeah. I, I wasn't there when that happened, but I took a look at the footage when I got here tonight and <clears throat> it's pretty compelling. And I've never seen anything like that, but it's pretty interesting if you change the spectrum of your device you can pick up some pretty crazy stuff and it looked pretty wild actually <laughs> all right guys uh, i want to get i want to get everyone's uh thoughts on this on on while we're on the ufo topic what are they my uh my thoughts and opinions have changed vastly since i've doing been doing this you know, I used to be hardcore that they were little green men coming from little planets across the galaxy. Uh, that's changed a lot. I believe it to be more of a personal spiritual phenomenon. Uh, but I do want to hear everybody's thoughts on what are these little green men? What are, why are they coming in my dreams and putting things in my butt? So I think the thing from last night was humans, like some secret space program type shit. The stealth, yeah, the stealth thing, because um, that was like a slow. It looked like physical. Well, I thought that too, but then it broke apart into like three pieces. So like that. I, don't I didn't see that part of the video. Yeah, did it come? And then there's two like little things that came off of it. I don't think so. I don't think that. Was I guess that. I need my glasses. This looks like um, the breakaway Nazis shit. Yeah. That's that's what I saw, and I wasn't there. I just saw the video, and the video is really fucking cool. So check it out. Yeah, I mean, it could have really been uh, anything, uh, honestly. But I think that the UFO uh, phenomenon is a bunch of different things wrapped up all into one. It's There's some physical aspects to it. There's some interdimensional aspects to it. There's a consciousness aspect to it. And I just don't think that anybody really knows what's going on, including our government. They have absolutely no idea what's happening and we don't know what's happening either so that's kind of my thoughts on it actually maybe they actually do know what's happening but they don't want us to know and perhaps it's interdimensional rather than outer space yeah because there are a lot of other dimensions that we're just starting to discover right now so i mean yeah it's interesting to think about this soft disclosure that's happening recently you know like with the tic tac and stuff with the FLIR camera. You guys familiar with this? Mm -hmm. And and so it's like they're trying to promote an actual physical aspect to it, it seems like. And you know, you have to wonder about that. Yeah, I mean, um I I I've shifted my perspective a lot like you guys have, and you know, um a lot of the UFO stuff seems a little X filesy and um, you know, like we want to believe, but we don't know for sure. And, you know, I've had UFO experiences through plant medicine and, you know, hallucinogens, but, um, I don't think you can like say those, those weren't real or they didn't exist in some sort of reality because I mean, you experienced it, you have testimony of it. So I think it is a, a more spiritual thing, interdimensional, um, versus in this 3d reality, but I am open to the possibility that they can ship shape shift in and out of this reality from 3d back but yeah um that's where i'm at with it Sweet. 
All right. Uh, we are live on YouTube. So YouTube. Oh, my God. I've been drinking. <laughs> so if you want to leave anything in the chat, please do so. Join in the fun here. Um, I want to get to lately. We've seen, of course, a lot of coverage in the mainstream media about UFOs, and they've been painted as a threat. I'm sure there's uh, threatening aspects of this phenomenon to people. I mean, I've had terrifying experiences when it comes to the unknown just recently, actually. Uh, but do you think that this is actually a threatening phenomenon or if it's spiritual, is it something to just help us learn and grow while we're here in this incarnation? Uh, I mean, that's a kind of a complicated question. I mean, there's the both sides of it. There's people that think that it's a threat um, and that's what they're trying to paint it as. They're the, the government is trying to paint it as a, a threat, and I'm not sure. I think that a lot of the ETs and a lot of the aliens are all, they're benevolent, right? They're, they're self-serving to a degree, and we see the self-serving uh, to us from our limited perception uh, in this 3D human uh, physical form as bad. And I don't think that it's necessarily uh, that way. I think that a lot of them are just neutral and uh they're neither um, harmful or really here to, to help us. So I think that it's just kind of somewhere in the middle. I have nothing. I got a question from the chat when y'all are ready to. Yeah, shoot, Chris. All right. Hello, all. What do you think? Why only alien Palladians look like people, but other aliens look ugly? <laughs> How do you answer this? Um, well, you have to define ugly, right? What's ugly to us is a perception of the human construct. So maybe we're ugly to them. Number one. Number two, uh, Palladians have been the ones that have been most advertised as, you know, what the benevolent beings that come to us and our guides and things like that. And the smaller grays are the ones that um, are typically con conceived as like evil right so i think that that's a, another point of perception uh, what was the original question again well i think just just the thinking of that they're a threat and you know all the programming of aliens and movies and you know they're coming to you know, anally probe us and, you know, all the fear behind it, um, I think to me raises a red flag as if like they want us to believe this wholeheartedly, like this is the way it's going to come and our government, our military is going to see it as a threat and not want to make peace with it, whatever it may be. And um, yeah, I think I just leave it up for debate, man. I think we're all, we're all trying to figure out what's going on here and uh that's all we can do is just be open to new ideas and new perspectives on things like this that are just wandering into the unknown, just looking for answers, you know? So what if a lot of the ETs and these people, uh, the extraterrestrials are able to switch in and out of their skins, right? Like, like we switch in, not necessarily shapeshifters, but they're able to take their consciousness and plant it into a different avatar, right? And that different avatar looks different depending on what their agenda is, right? So they could take off a skin and then put on a different skin by switching their 
consciousness into that avatar, just like how we have a bunch of uh, clothes in our closet that we're switching and out of every day. Well, they're just taking different skins out. And then, Is that kind of like a walk-in concept? Sort of, it would be like that, but I think it's more of like a, it would be like a consciousness thing, right? They would be able to take their consciousness and then just put it into a, a different kind of avatar because that's what I believe that we are. We're just, we're avatars. And <clears throat> Starting from a baby, like choose who, where you're born. Is that what you're saying, or? No, I think that they just advance um, to a degree that that they can. They would. I mean, this is just a theory, right? I'm just throwing stuff out there that they would be able to take their consciousness, which is connected to their soul and into their spirit, and then just put it into uh, another another being. It would be like me taking my consciousness out of me and then putting it in to Andre, and then I'm Andre, yeah. right? And then taking my consciousness. I'm going to take it a step deeper on a metaphysical, but more of a spiritual level. What is the perception of ugly? There are some beautiful people aesthetically in the world, but they're disgusting inside. So maybe our perception of beauty and ugliness falls in a lack of our character as humans. Maybe something that we perceive as ugly or foreign or weird can actually be a beautiful enlightened being. And we're just mistaking that because our perception of beauty is Botox and, you know, the mall and, you know, materialism. Well, you guys mentioned the grays and that's one of the most common kind of uh, ETs that are witnessed and interacted with. And, and those are the guys that are sticking things up your butts most of the time. So, uh, you know, there's plenty of theories on what these guys are. <laughs> oh, it was so good, too. No, uh, but uh, no, these guys are usually, um, you know, not too friendly. Um, they seem somewhat robotic at times. And the interactions people have had, they come back and they're mainly physical from what I understand. So what are your thoughts on the grades? You think these are biological uh, robots that are maybe engineered by higher dimensional entities to interact with us kind of like a mediary or or something else i know that there's the the tall grays which appear more uh human-like i don't know what do you guys think about these characters well i mean we've all like talked about this a lot right we all know about this subject but one thing that i've heard about the grays maybe it's the tall grays is there's a possibility that um, this whole time loop thing, you know, mm -hmm. like maybe they're humans from the future That's who fucking yeah. made a bad choice and came back in time. Came back in time to try to fix their shit, their DNA, right basically. The line between genders is so blurred that pretty yeah. soon it's just going right. to be like, like a unigender where i mean there are parents that are having babies and they're not marking the gender on the child when the child is born so they can pronoun they can decide what they are yeah they seem they seem like um the mind borg like they're they're definitely part of the hive mind and it seems like if we take the transhumanist path like if we that that we could turn into that you know we're yeah even the dude who's the dude that invented ethereum that's like super on the spectrum and weird i'm sorry not to 
be like offensive, but he's like a pre. He seems like the precursor of the Grays. He this dude that started Ethereum. I don't know his name, but he's he's like out there, and he's just like like Ethereum the blockchain, and he's just like lacking something kind of human. He seems more machine, and I'm not even just trying to talk shit. And Zuckerberg, yeah. And even just yeah, so it it seems like um, when you when you have that kind of like a hive mind thing going on or machine, like I I'm a machine, everything is like fucking nuts and bolts, like and a little bit less soul, a little bit less like squishy and human, you know. Yeah, Elon Musk wants to do the implants right into a chippity break, but. Uh, Von was it Von Von Brunner from Braun? He's one of the rocket technology. He predicted that a guy named Elon would take us to Mars. Back in the fifties, he wrote that. If you don't know that, so makes me wonder if this is maybe. What's up with this time loop thing? Like right with this whole book about Trump Jr. or whatever you guys heard about this story. I love that. Yes. Yeah, I mean, and Trump's grandfather, great uncle, got all the Tesla papers. Yeah, yeah. so suppress the Tesla. Uh, we could, yeah, we could go back. Um, I mean, let's use Tesla. I mean, he's another great example of suppressed information and technology that would have benefited mankind and was lost forever. And people say he was a Nucleanian or the Newsian or something, and same with Elon. But should we discuss this aspect of possibly? Some aliens are humans from the future who made took the wrong path, right? And trying to come back, back to, to, you. to help us, or like Terminator. no, but it's on. They don't act like they're trying to help us. They act like they're trying to take something from us to get back what they lost. But I, but I have accounts you know? of people who've had great experiences with them, and there's accounts of people that have not so great experiences with them. So what do you? I mean, what do you believe? Well, I mean. You, you can have all kinds of experiences that's why we're kind of discussing this but it's like <laughs> it's so personal but it's but this this overlapping of timelines like it seems to coincide with this idea you know with the whole mandela effect and and stuff like that well, like half linear. the people believe something slightly different you know like the spelling of bernstein like yeah, for me it's there's... like we were talking about that well, uh, Matt in the chat brought up a good point about ritual magic and its connection to extraterrestrials. You know, Aleister Crowley summoning the um, the lamb entity and dozens of counts of, you know, ritual magic associated with some things that appear to be extraterrestrial or interdimensional in nature. Uh, so that adds a whole new layer of, you know, like with CE5 and all these things you can achieve with your consciousness it makes me think it's such a personal experience and that goes back to you know the realm that we're living in and you know do you guys even exist it's just this my you know experience is this my perception is this everything i don't know what do you guys think about that one i just it made me think of that play by jean paul sartre called no exit <laughs> i remember that one um 
What was the question? Wait, fuck. What was the question? Is it just you experiencing this and none of us exist? Well, and even just like the thing that you were saying about ritual magic and UFOs, um, like if they can dematerialize, which it seems like they're able to do. The UFO from last night, I feel like was physical. Just by the way it was flying, it was like a hard the hard edges and it was like coasting it it was really kind of unsettling in a way it looks like it could zap us but the types that are like orbs that are doing crazy things breaking the laws of physics like if they can dematerialize and then go into the quote-unquote like spirit world then what difference is that between like demons and fairies and angels or whatever is in the spirit there's a lot of paranormal activity that happens all at once. Usually when you see like there's a Bigfoot sighting, you'll see orbs or they'll, they'll disappear and then you'll see a UFO. And simultaneously, if there's a home around, they'll have ghost activity or, or poltergeist activity. But I want to get back on the timeline for a minute. Time is a is a linear uh, to us is linear, but it's not. It's a man-made construct. Time doesn't exist except for the space that we give it. Einstein proved this with the theory, theory of relativity. So if you take away the construct of time and it doesn't exist, then you open up all possibilities of everything happening at once. So what has happened in the Kashuk records of past, present, and future exists simultaneously, and there are people and there are entities that can pull this information down, right, at separate times. That's why a lot of people file patents at the same time across the world for like the telephone and things like that, because all of this information that ever was, ever will be, and ever is going to be exists at the same time, right? So when I say time, I don't mean it in time and like your clock. I mean in time. All moments exist at once. Exactly. Well, I'm, as an astrologer, I have to kind of like defend time a little bit because like we like technically like we know when the moon we know to the minute when the moon will be full and when it will be a, an eclipse. I agree with everything you're saying, though, that time isn't real because we aren't just like physical uh, meat suits like our consciousness and everything that we think and believe and get downloads from comes from beyond time. But I do think like here in the 3D meat suit world, time is real. Like the sun will set. Like if the sun doesn't set tonight, like we're fucked, you know, so that and it's been happening over and over and over again for for forever. So, yeah. But do you think that's actual time or do you think it's cycles? Cycles. Well, it is cycles. Yeah. So and like time is just but, movement, that's but the movement is but it's frequency. frequency. My yeah. thing is it's like two at cycles like it's, per it's unit God's time. clock and it always ticks like exactly on time. But the limitations of time, like our our inner state, our dream state, our like um, you know, flow state is out of the bounds of that for sure. We were kind of talking. We we're talking about that, and I kind of like bumped into the walls and then came back. I've been I've been up like like and that is beyond time for That's, sure. And I have to tell you that the that the love and, I, and love is not even the word that I would describe that, but the feeling that you get when you're around those other beings is so far beyond anything that we've ever experienced. And I have five children that I love more than anything, but I mean, it's beyond, I can't even explain. And time there does not exist. I agree. I'm just saying like, that is not our everyday meat suit reality and we can go there and that is part of our experience because we're more than this 
but we are still bound to when well when we're incarnated and when you get sucked back into your body and get back into it you're it's still tick tick tick, tick. like so yeah, i i think you can definitely transcend time and everything but i have to defend my homeboy saturn father time is uh keep chronos we're we're stuck here like he's 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 got us he's got us chained down <laughs> i'm not saying that time does not exist what i'm try i guess what i'm trying to say is that a time only has value when you when you when you live your life in the prison of time you understand what i'm saying yeah it's 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 present prison whatever like you're it's like you are not bound to time because it's it's like my grandmother used to say age is the number but love is eternal I guess that's that's the message that I've had my whole life and I've carried it through. So and I'm with you, but like I mean I look, you guys are going back and forth here, but it's both things. Mm -hmm. You know. And like so we're in this physical uh realm, right? The three D realm or four D because actually it takes time to go from one place to another, mm -hmm. right? So it's the fourth dimension. But and the entire construct, right? And this is just conjecture, but if you can like visualize it for a second, um, it's multiple multiple dimensions. The entire reality is multiple multiple dimensions. Excuse me. And so it's, but it so it appears to us like time is passing while we're here, but for the entirety of the whole, all time exists at once. Mm -hmm. Do you guys agree? Yeah, just if you're uh, on a border of some states where the timeline changes, you're like time traveling because you're going <laughs> above an hour, below an hour, above an hour, below an hour on that, you know. So, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Time is a construct that we've made to control the masses. All right. Well, while we are on the nature of reality, let's let's bring up a super divisive topic that everybody fights over. What are we on, guys? Uh, what are we in? What is this? Is it a prison planet? Is, uh, is it a uh, reincarnation divine learning realm? Is it a ball floating through space? Is it a pancake on a turtle's back? I mean, there's so many options here on what, what we could be. And it makes people, man, this, this topic divides people. It pisses people off. And I don't understand it. I don't really care either way. We're here. Deal with it. But I don't know. What do you guys think? No, yeah, we, we, we're going to get into the, the whole cataclysms and, and cyclical. Uh, we're going to get into everything. We're just here. I don't know. We're just here. I was going to say the same thing you said. So now that you pull, there you go. No, you, you called me out. Go right for it. I think that this 3D physical reality is a construct, and we're here to experience the duality that, that this 3D physical reality offers right we're here to experience all of it uh it's impossible to be here in nothing but love and light because it uh feeds off of duality it's uh we're here to experience the good we're here to experience the bad we're here to experience love we're here to experience pain uh pleasure hurt like all of it it all requires a balance here in this 3d <clears throat> physical reality you know, that's what I really think is going on is we're here just to experience it and take it on as it is. Anyone? Anyone? Nope. 
Uh, you don't got something on why we're here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree with Ryder. Um, it's, uh, I mean, some people call it a school, you know. I've heard people say that there's other, quote, realms that are way easier to navigate than this one. Like, this is, like, hardest uh, level, you know, like, or... <clears throat> Um, what do they call it? I played it on hard, you know, it's like, if we decide to come here, it's, it's like, um, you know, you're going to take, you know, you're going to feel it, you know, you're, you're going to feel it for sure. I'm not sure um, if the suffering, right, or if the strife is necessary on this realm or on earth right, in order for us to actually elevate as spiritual beings. Um, a lot of people talk about it's an individual process, and I do agree with that, because if you just look at all of the ancient traditions around the world, they always, you know, talk about how it's, uh, it's possible for you to learn your lessons here individually and depart and not come back, you know. But I think this is a special place. It's like um, maybe really important because it's actually been infected, right? It doesn't have to be as hard as it is. This is what I think. Um, that we can actually clean this fucking place up, you know, for future generations. And it doesn't have to be this brutal fucking situation that you know despite the joy and the love and the beauty and the grace i mean grace actually comes from the strife right it's like dealing with uh suffering and still walking tall i guess you know but uh i i really think that we all of us you know can actually come together to um make a place that's much better it doesn't have to be so hard and we can still learn the same lesson our only fucking competitor is ourselves you know um i think this adversarial or this um rivalrous kind of mindset that is aggregate on aggregate uh, rampant across the world is kind of what's driving us towards this uh singularity right i think the singularity is actually we're going to run out of room to operate the way that we're doing it now. So I think actually we're intended to fucking fix this together. You can figure it out on your own and bail, but I don't think that's the point. I don't know. What do you guys think, Andre? That was well said, man. Um, yeah, I I think, you know, earth is like a school and, uh, you know, there's a lot of lessons in the struggle and, um, you know, the hard times you have to go through in life. Um, I mean, I just got two flat tires last month. I think I mentioned that with you, Ryder, when we did a podcast, but it's like the crazy coincidence of just like having that happen twice in a month is just like crazy to me. But I think there is a deeper meaning behind that, like spiritually, and, um, you know, I think it's up to us individuals to figure that out and to get more in tune to where we don't need to figure it out because it's just flowing through us. And we're one with, you know, just 
being in the flow of life. And that's like an ardor of a mastery that you have to take on yourself. But that's, that's the empowering part about it is, you know, we're all individual, we're all unique in our own way. And we're all, we all have such great gifts to offer this world. And um, I think this is just a place to master your gifts and, uh, um, you know, offer those to the world. Because at the end of the day, I think it's just about being loved so you can be loved. And, you know, just having that um, cooperative effort with everyone involved. And it's like a community effort as individuals better themselves and, you know, be that example in the world for others to follow as well and inspire. So, um, you know, that's, that's kind of how I live my life and how I see, um, I get, I guess what our purpose is here. I was just going to say, um, kind of in agreement with what everybody else said, like, I think, you know, again, from my astrological perspective, I think we're all dealt certain cards. Like there's so much that's out of our control. Like we could master like being the best um, parent, let's say. And then you could wake up one day and your, your kids are murdered, you know, like, like there is so much shit that's out of your control. And so it's more of just how do you handle what life is throwing at you and like the wisdom like even if we like come up with like a utopia then a freaking asteroid could just smash it and destroy us and then mad max could take over and then we're getting hunted down to be raped and pillaged like so that's like really dark but like that's what planet earth does like in different eras of history like um it's been a really brutal place to be but like honestly it's like overcoming that and the internal state like no matter what happens down here if we're in hell down here at certain points like if you can maintain peace within like it doesn't matter like because we're more than this matrix and i think this matrix has order has a divine plan and i think we sign up for this game but even like when you're playing a game like um if you're playing zelda like the beginning of the game it's like la 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 like medieval fairyland and then it's like dark world and it's like fuck yeah like this is like the real game now so like and look at around look around us like klaus schwab like fucking chemtrails like gmo foods vaccines vaccine mandates like we're in the dark world but look at us here we're fucking like laughing sitting like homies like we're being human still and all this inhuman shit is the challenge but it's i I think it's cool to like rise to the occasion and like try to find that find god within and find love and light and happiness because it doesn't like shit throughout history has been really brutal and we're kind of in a brutal time today so um I think it's supposed to like kind of what you were saying, like, I think it's supposed to be sort of a cruel realm, but there's, there's beauty. It's it's all in our control. And that's kind of like how you level up. So, so yeah. Right on. That was, that was so beautiful, but I'm going to poke this bear a little bit. All right. So let's get into, uh, let's get into a little bit of controversy here. Uh, What is, what is space? I mean, what is outside of this realm? I mean, we um, we've had, you know, plenty of people saying that it's the firmament. We can't get past it. Uh, I, I've never seen a rocket launch 
uh, besides the old school ones they used to show us where, you know, it'd go up until you couldn't see it no more. And it was going, you'd figure it's going to space. But like these uh, these new rocket launches, it doesn't appear that they're going too far out of our atmosphere. Uh, it's very confusing. The the arguments that people who are on like flat Earth team, it's very compelling sometimes. It's interesting uh, because we won't have any serious astronomers argue this with them or, you know, try and come out and debunk a lot of the things that have been brought up over the past few years as far as, you know, the, the discrepancies. Nothing we see from NASA is real. None of the pictures, like, it's all fakery. So where does that leave us? you know with what they're trying to portray versus what could be really you know just outside our atmosphere um i've had a guy on my show nick hayes who took infrared pictures of the sky and he had like have amoebas and whales up there and like crazy shit just floating up there and it's like is that what's really there just beyond the spectrum of our vision so uh, it's very interesting to think of what we're really in and what is beyond what is called, you know, the firmament or right outside our atmosphere. What do you guys think? Wow. What what about the sun? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and stars and I don't know. I mean, I think there's outer space. I don't know about everybody else, but. Um, <laughs> okay, so we were just talking about this earlier, but I have a telescope. When we look through it, everything looks round. I don't know. Why would we be the odd one out? I don't know. Illuminations according to flat earth. Oh, okay. But like we just said, right. And we were talking about that. So Yeah, I mean, I I agree that NASA is bullshit. I think the footage of going to the moon is laughable like it's fucking fake but um well i did see i did see like a google earth thing zoomed in of like the mars rover in greenland um just like photoshopped red <laughs> so i think nasa is bullshit nasa was formed by project paperclip like former nazis anyways um, but back what we were talking about, if you look through a, a freaking telescope in person and you look at Jupiter, you see that it's round and you see moons orbiting it. And like, so that's not NASA bullshit that does. And, and the, the, the revolution that happened in astronomy was when we had telescopes. So, I mean, all of these were just luminaries. They were just like dots in the sky. And then the, the flatter thing is more compelling, but I mean, when you just you you can take a telescope and look at Jupiter and see all the moons around it and then see that they are orbiting this sphere. So that's where I'm and I, I get it like NASA's fake NASA's bullshit, but I've seen it with my own eyes. Okay, but that's I agree with you right about that. You can look out and see stuff, right? Yeah. And but uh what is it about like why would they need to lie about it you know like there's a one reason is is that it doesn't exist that the, the moon isn't there or whatever right the other one is is that they couldn't make it right, right. and have you seen the refutation that nvidia tried to do of the debunkers of the moon landing so they're saying the lighting was wrong right and you can't fucking fake the lighting you can't fake natural lighting. And 
so this is one of these things where it's like if you're going to use science to debunk fucking something um they talk about the flat earthers talk about lighting all the time you know and the lighting on the footage of the moon is fucking studio lighting right because you can't when the light source is close the shadow gets bigger right when it's at a quote infinite distance the shadow is a straight line from the object so all of those shadows off of the lander were fucking wrong there was multiple light sources right and nvidia tried to refute this and reproduce natural lighting in a 3d environment it's so funny it's like inverted right and they couldn't do it they could not uh reproduce natural lighting i mean so there's that i mean i think so i'm not like i haven't looked at all the fucking evidence you know that the flat earthers present you know i'm a, i have a physics degree so i i come from that background but from a, a different angle here you know um if it's a fucking terrarium a plate with a dome on it right then that is a, a construct it's almost like it, it is a simulation like it's a terrarium in a, right or is it a simulation right and so all of these flat earthers weiss talk about fucking sacred geometry you don't get a plate from sacred geometry you get the fucking cosmos mm -hmm. this is what i say about it you know uh, you have to look at like um, indigenous people like uh, the Hopi, which come from the Pueblo, which come from the Anasazi or the Dogon in West Africa. They have, you know, their origin stories and their mythos um, and they, you know, dating back a thousand years to star people. They have innate uh, knowledge of star systems, astrology, astronomy. That doesn't come from a telescope. This is pre-telescope, pre-technology. So for me, I mean, if you're going to think outside the, what the ether, right, that there has to be validity to stars, there has to be validity to, you know, their, their origin stories, because a lot of these indigenous people around the world that are thousands of years old, same, share the same origin or very similar origin stories. So I, I think that when we start, start to really look at technology and we pick it apart, like the moon landing and stuff is obviously fake. I mean, we all know that pretty much. Right. But, um, but if we go back into history and we look at real history and we talk to indigenous people around the world, we have to really take into account and give their stories and their history validity, because you're talking about generational oral stories that are passed down for thousands of years. And if we go back and we look at their knowledge of the stars, it lines up to what we know now with modern technology. So for me, to me, that's proof that there is, you know, something out there. We may, we may not know with all, all of our technology, we may not be able to travel in spaceships, you know, so forth, but, but there is, it's out there. So. Maybe holographic humanitarian that appears different from perspectives of the viewer, like light. We never use a curve in surveying or plotting. What's up, Raven, my friend? Good to see you. Thanks for being in the chat. Um, I don't know if I'm going to explain this theory correctly because it's just a theory. And have you? Has any of you guys ever researched anything about the ice wall? 
that uh, that this isn't all of the that that there's that there's way more land on the earth than than there really is, and that's kind of what I think is going on. I think that there's a whole other under undiscovered area of the earth that uh, we don't have any access to. Yeah, I mean, it could be, but I think that you know, and that could be why some people think that it's flat. Because if you were to let's say that you were to just fold out a map, right? Like, okay, we look at the moon, we only see one face of the moon. Well, what if all the areas that we know about, all the different countries is all on one face of the planet and there's an entire backside of the planet filled with more land and uh, other civilizations. I don't know, it's pretty interesting. I mean, I think of Tartaria. I mean, um, so a lot of flat earthers are into Tartaria. I actually think it's a possibility because there is a time period in Earth when there's massive parts of the globe that like just the people that live there know about it basically. And so you could actually get a civilization that actually tends towards balance and, you know, natural um, uh, coincidence with the, the rhythms of nature, you know. And so I think that's that's a possibility. That's a real possibility that they were destroyed because they found out about them after they had already fucking have reached this level, you know. Man, you brought up the next thing I wanted to talk about. Um, <laughs> little hidden Tartarian history and the possibility that we could have been reset a lot sooner than, uh, you know, most researchers have let on or, or thought before maybe possibly within the past few hundred years you know uh there's evidence of mud floods uh, there's evidence like the orphan trains the world's fair all this crazy stuff that's pointing to we had a completely different history uh, a couple of hundred years ago that we don't know about and it could have been a utopian history it could have been high civilization high advanced technology but uh, I mean, you know, we'll never know. And I think that we're heading towards another one soon. You know, I think that's why all this stuff has started to happen. They want to kind of erase. They don't want us to get to an advanced kind of consciousness uh, point in our, in our evolution. And they want to reset us before we hit that. Uh, but I don't know. What do you guys think on that? Well, I mean, if you research the world's fairs, it's uh, it's incredible. Basically, what they done they they created all these uh, these these large cities in a record amount of time that no architect could possibly create in uh, in two years, and uh, they invited all these people, and uh, they basically had a, a giant fair where all, we had all of this uh, more advanced technology than uh, what we even that we're just now getting like they, they had the moving sidewalks they had electric cars like they had all this kind of stuff in these big huge gorgeous uh, cathedrals that they just happened to create within like two years just for this world's fair and then what did they do whenever the world's fair was over yeah tore the shit down to destroy the the evidence that there might have been a uh, previous civilization that was just a, as advanced as we are now or if not even more advanced Right. And when Chris uh, Matthew was talking about um, high technology, you have to take that in perspective. So high technology, does that mean like uh, electric cars and flying cars? And no, it means higher technology. Let's look at, um, you know, let's look at Tesla. 
Tesla is a great example of high technology. A hundred years ago, he knew how to conduct electricity through the ground so he could give what free electricity to, I don't know, was it 300 miles out, right? Um, and high technology also means, I think more like if we look at Atlantis, right? or Tartaria, we're looking at individuals who have the ability to telepathically communicate, who have the ability to understand the ley lines in the earth and how they conducted energy and to utilize those things to power up their civilization. And I think yes. it ultimately just yeah. destroyed them. So I think when we say higher technology, we don't mean like okay, I'm sorry, fucking Facebook or social media, okay? We're to our Kardashians, oh God. We're talking about like higher technology, like using the earth's natural resources to benefit mankind for the better for a prolonged period of time. And why was that taken away from us? Why? Because of fucking greed. That's why. And if you need names, Chevron, Exxon, bushes i mean i go down the line i mean we're talking oil companies electric companies car companies it's not a really hard you know play to like go back in history and just kind of do that like reverse timeline and reverse engineer that and go all the way back to where like tartary ended which would be about the turn of the 20th century that's when everything changed. And if people don't believe me, then please look into this for yourself because I would be happy to point you in the right direction to look. But the other thing too is um, like the organs and old churches. These, these organs were known to like cure people. People went there with sicknesses and illnesses. Yeah, the frequencies, the frequencies and the you know organs. And why don't we have organs in these big cathedrals anymore? Why don't, there's, do you know an organ player? Does anybody still play the organ? Yeah. No. <laughs> right? right and these choirs and they sing and they have these rhythms and stuff because it puts your body into a state of natural holistic healing and you commune with other humans and to touch on a point earlier when you were talking about like is this a prison planet i didn't say anything you have to really ask yourself what is consciousness because if you define consciousness as you being awake and participating with other humans in like a conversation or or life in general that's not consciousness consciousness is connection to source what is source source is creation of everything and everything is creation of what you are you are source you are god you are connected to everything and everyone around you from the trees to your pets to your people and until we learn to understand that and respect that and help each other we're going to continually be in a perpetual state of shit. I think that we're just not all connected to everyone here and we're not just connected to this planet, but we're also connected to other dimensions, other realities, alternate dimensions, alternate realities too. And it's all happening simultaneously here, right here in this moment, like you were talking about earlier, how time doesn't exist. It's all happening simultaneously, right? And I think that that's a really big realization that there are many different timelines. There's many different realities or many different parallel realities. Every single decision that we've ever made actually spits off into a different timeline. And it's all just right beyond the veil of our perception. And that's the way that, that we're that we are all connected as one is because we're all connected through every single dimension, through every single reality, through all of it, through time and space. Right, right on. Well, uh, we're going through uh, incredible times right now. Since, man, just a couple of years ago, I've seen 
incredible changes. Not I'm not talking about the negative stuff. I'm talking about in the people that I've associated with in my own reality. You all, you know, when I first started, I only had a couple of podcasts to listen to. It's like Leak Project, Higher Side Chats. And now all you motherfuckers have podcasts and it's a beautiful thing. And I have so much to listen to now, so much information. And it's like this beautiful awakening all around. And I think that they're trying to, that it's definitely the mainstream is trying to suppress what's really going on behind the scenes. That's why they're, you know, censoring all of us and, and shadow banning all of us. But I don't think that they're going to be able to stop it. I see a crumbling of the system in the big, huge way as we speak right now. And I don't see it being sustainable anymore. People are done with it. People are tired of the woke bullshit that's going on. And I see like, you know, normal people every day that I go into town and I look around, they're not participating, man. It's just on the news. It's just when you look at it, it's in big, big they're all to this, you know, hive mind, but I don't see it anywhere else. And I have hope that collectively we're going to come through this and the empire will crumble and we'll be a phoenix rising out of the ashes what do you guys think yeah i agree um i think like the past two years were basically like how uh your your the level of you being able to be controlled was the level of fear that you were willing to like indulge in so as long as as long as they quote unquote keep brewing up fear whether it's war or another pandemic or economic collapse like basically us being able to overcome the fear aspect will be what makes us or breaks us and i think you know even today you i still technically see people wearing masks i still see people who are technically virtue signaling about covid out of fear and I think they, during this great reset, during us like marching towards 2030, they're going to throw a lot more. They're going to terrorize us more, but like literally it's mind over matter. And anybody that can just like not be totally traumatized and terrorized by the propaganda, by the false flags, by the events and shit. Um, I think like that's going to make us or break us. And I think they do have a plan for us. They do have an infrastructure and, you know, this fourth industrial revolution, this agenda 2030 thing. And if we don't, if we don't comply, then the system will still crash. But then we, we are going to have to create, our, <laughs> we're going to have to like rise out of the ashes ourselves rather than get handed this like digital ID social credit score system that they already have ready to roll. So either way, um, things are going to change and it's just whether like the masses fall for this propaganda or not, we're already not, you know, but like, where will we be if like a nuclear bomb goes off on the United States mainland? Like, will that freak all people like us out who are awake? So I, I just think it's like, yeah, <laughs> I just think it's it's a, it's really about fear and their tactic is fear. And um, yeah, that's what I think. Uh, I think that you're right in saying that either way that we go, we're fucked to a certain degree. And uh, I think that it's uh, the, the, the cards are stacked against us and, and everyone that uh, and, and that's not me being self-defeating. That's not me saying that there's no way out because there's always a way out. But it's like, you know, everyone wants the love and light and the better reality, but nobody has a plan for what that even looks like. No one knows.
knows what that's going to be, right? And uh, the opposition, the whatever you want to call them, the dark side, the controllers of our reality, has been planning this forever. And there hasn't been hardly any planning that I've seen from uh, the, the good side or what would be perceived uh, the good side. So I think either way um, it goes down, we're, we're going to be at a disadvantage, but I do think that it gets better. And I'm not saying that it's not going to get better. It's just going to be a really bumpy ride getting there. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I think the same thing. I think, I think no matter what, um, we're pretty much screwed. But, um, I mean, we have, not only do we have that, but we have, you know, earth disasters. So like we were talking earlier, whether that be man-made or, or earth disasters, we have all that that's going to happen too. So they can use that to their advantage. Um, I, I don't know. I just don't see, like you said, though, going down that road, it will be bumpy, but um, I think it'll be better later, but no, I, I, I agree with what y'all said. I, I think that uh, one person yourself has to ask about their, their consciousness and what they're willing to participate in. I know that when uh, the pandemic first happened and the lockdown happened uh, for about a month, uh, I was kind of like, oh, Jesus, like, because I'd never experienced anything in my whole life like it. And I was a little scared and I was watching, you know, the mainstream TV. And then one day I just, just turned it off. And from that day forward, my experience for COVID and, and the lockdown and the fear was completely different than my neighbors and completely different than people I knew because I chose not to participate in that paradigm, right? So that's a shift that happened within myself. And so I think that um, if you are afraid of what might happen with the elites reset and all this other thing, the most important thing to do is to be as, as self-sustained as possible participate in your like home, your family, your community, your neighborhood, your, your local community, because that's where change really begins. And that's what really sustains like more change down the future, grassroots effort. Um, that's the only thing really that's going to save us from any grand design of like a social reset. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't watch the news, you know, research yourself. Agreed. <laughs> um, <clears throat> there's that quote, right, from Einstein. We can't solve our problems with the same thinking that created them. Right? And this is what we've been doing, right? I think the Groundhog Day theme of our society is pretty apparent. If you just look, you know, at history, we just keep repeating the same pattern. And so how do we break out of that cycle? How do we fucking wake up from Groundhog Day, right? I don't think, I'm not interested in the idea of the phoenix rising from the ashes because scorched earth is a waste of fucking energy, you know? I think that actually we could figure this out. Um, and... It's as October says, we need to re-identify or actually flip what we think is valuable, you know? And if we make sure that everyone else is okay, right, then we're okay, right? But if everyone is in the 
um, I'm going to take care of myself mode, right? That you're going to end up in a situation where there's a diminishing supply of something, you know, and that's the whole fucking scarcity versus abundance model. Value comes from people living. That's the only way that the exchange happens, right? We're all specialists, thousands of years of uh, providing value to others. We've we we fucking born with certain skills and shit, mm-hmm. you know, that are all about like providing a service to others. <laughs> and no one's gonna. There's no. I'm not here, and I Jesus is not coming back. There's no great savior. We are the savior. Exactly. We're, we can't wait for anyone, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know the whole Q phenomenon. We don't have to get into that, but that's exactly what that that was, right? It's like externalizing the solution. We are the solution. So I'm actually super optimistic. I don't think it's that hard to solve. What I like to call it is fucking shooting the moon, right? We all hold our cards close, but we all know who we are, right? So when the time comes, we jump ship, right? And we starve the fucking parasite. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I actually think we can do it. Um, But yeah, we're all distracted. You know, I think talking like all of this... Um, Chris's show, like everyone's show, is so fucking important. Um, but there is a point where you come back around, you know, like with the talk, right? The circle. And wisdom is action, right? Wisdom is action. That's what I have to say. Yeah, I was just going to say, um, like uh, Birch and April said, you know, it is about acting local and uh, October. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I, I, I forget, I forget me, I, I, I forget my own birthday. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I think, uh, what gives me a lot of the hope is just all the people you can talk to these days about the things we're talking about tonight here, right now in this conversation. I mean, if you haven't noticed that in your own life, all the numbers that have grown as far as, you know, the open-mindedness and conversations these days. I mean, yeah, can it get better? Of course, but that's what keeps me optimistic and um, keeps the hope alive in me that, you know, they're going to keep, you know, shoving shit in our faces and keep the fear coming, but it's up to us as individuals to, you know, either continue to be a part of the problem or be a part of the solution by, you know, what do we participate in? What do we put our energy into? Where are we shopping at? What are we buying? You know, just, are we growing our own food? You know, just being more sustainable versus just, you know, being part of that same problem of endless consumerism and dysfunction that's, you know, ravaged cultures for years. So that's what gives me hope. Very well said. All right. I want to thank everybody for coming. I'm going to leave this last few minutes for something fun. Um, Any topics you guys want to throw out there right now? uh, I will leave the floor open if anyone has one ready, and then I'll get to the chat and see if anybody has any questions. Anybody want to throw any topics out there to discuss? Anything, anything. We got Bigfoot balls, Bigfoot dong, Bigfoot sex what okay i'm sorry i'm going bigfoot no i just kind of wanted to talk about some of the um the uh astrological 
phenomenon and some of the manufactured um, earth changes that could possibly be happening. I know we mentioned this a little bit earlier in the show that some of them are man-made and then some of them are also uh, natural earth disasters that actually could happen. But I think that they, they, they've proven that they have the ability to uh, control and manipulate the weather. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's a given. So it's like, I, I think that that's one of their, their big things and that it's going to, they're going to use that manipulation to continue to push the, the global warming uh, agenda. Uh, okay, so I'm not going to say that global warming isn't real and I'm not a, a scientist, so I, but I do know that the earth does go through cycles of warming and cooling periods. We know this by the ice ages and, and warming um, periods that have happened throughout uh, our history and we can see that in the earth crust, right? So this isn't like a phenomenon that is so much that, um, yes, we probably are, you know, creating greenhouse, greenhouse gases with our emissions and things like that. But it's also, again, propped up by the mainstream media to scare the shit out of us. So honestly, if you really want to make a difference, start growing some vegetables and you know, stuff in your own little garden, even if you live in an apartment, you know, start stocking up on a little water, start, don't listen to the mainstream news, start doing your own research. Look who funds the researchers you're looking at. If you're looking at any of the major channels and you're looking at propaganda, if you really want to know research, then go to the places and to the institutions that actually pay for pay for valid research, not for funded research by Exxon and Chevron and BP and, you know, the big oil companies that want to run a, you know, natural gas pipeline through Native American lands, right? Of course, they're going to slant that in their favor. You have to be intelligent. You have to use the brain that you were born with and do your own research and make your own mind up and don't let anybody else make up the mind for you. And the last thing I'm going to say is it takes about 1% of the population to make a shift happen. It's happening. People are waking up. They're joining together. We're proof of this, right? These people came from all over the country to be with Chris and I to do this, you know, forbidding gathering because they believe in what we're trying to do collectively and individually. And this movement, if it keeps going, we can make a change. Yeah, I love that, that you were talking about um, global warming. I mean, that's a good one because I have a few comments about it. <laughs> <laughs> I think people will enjoy this. Uh, um, so you guys, are you familiar with uh, doc- Dr. Richard Feynman? Uh, so he's probably one of the greatest physicists to ever live. In my book, he's higher than Einstein. Oh, wow. Um, he did some amazing things. And he was the guy who figured out, right, supposedly, he's the one who stood on the podium and put the o-rings for the fucking thrusters on the challenger in fucking liquid nitrogen and then was like think and they fucking shattered he's like this is why the challenger blew up but anyway he also did a paper in the 70s because this global warming thing has been a thing since fucking the 1890s they've been trying to press this and that was the industrial revolution yeah and and it's just been shitty fucking science. But Feynman, one of the greatest physicists ever, decided to take a look at it, right? And he's like, look, the gas law, right? Uh, heat is directly proportional to pressure, right? There is fucking pressure in the atmosphere, right? Massive amounts. It creates heating. 
right? You can't have fucking greenhouse heating and pressure heating or we're 12 degrees hotter, right? I mean, the math just doesn't fucking add up. I mean, he did that in the 70s. No one talks about that shit, right? A greenhouse, right? During the day, it's fucking hot, mm-hmm. right? Fucking an hour after sundown, greenhouse is cool, mm-hmm. right? It, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't stop fucking infrared. It only reflects it in the immediate, right? A greenhouse is not an insulator at all. That's not how the atmosphere works. They weaponize science. Like, okay, so now the 21st century, science is weaponized. And the 20th century religion is weaponized. Yes, yes, yes. We know this. So, but, uh, so look, <laughs> I'm not shutting you down, but no, we do okay. know this. We know this fucking shit. But I just wanted to say one more thing. Um, the whole fucking solar system is heating up, right? All the planets are heating up, right? The sun is fucking popping right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys solar have noticed. Players, yeah. yeah right cme fucking it pops off and misses us by like nine degrees you know if it hits earth it's like some serious shit happening well look the glaciers are melting there's all kinds of activity happening right it's not a home like the the temperature of the earth is not static right it fucking goes up and down in waves right right the universe is uh vibration cycles but anyway i was just going off on that a minute because i haven't had a chance to say that yet like i haven't even said it in my podcast yet i don't think but yeah um we're being manipulated uh we are poisoning the earth but it's not in the way that they're telling us right mm-hmm. just make money with yeah. the earth. you know i mean it brings up a point it's like all these corporations for the last fucking you know all through the since the industrial revolution right we didn't decide to operate that way right but now it's being put on us right that it was some it's somehow our fault and it's all just to lead us into this position now so that we will accept an offer and uh i mean just one more thing sorry y'all um mithras I don't know if you guys know this is the god of contracts right he's like one of the first gods right pre-zoroastrian in persia god of contracts right one of the first gods on earth like we have to refuse the offer if we accept the offer it's on us right yeah i mean uh back home um me and uh joy um we do a sweat lodge back home and um, there's actually a thing going on right now where they're trying to buy up all this land, you know, sacred land to the natives where they're, you know, hold sacred sweats. And, um, you know, uh, Leonard, Chief Leonard Crow Dog um, first established this sweat back in the 70s. And, you know, this has been going on for you know decades like this is a meaningful practice to them and they're just going to develop this land and you know sell it out to big businesses and build you know big housing developments and you know i think it comes down to like where did we lose sight of progress you know and what is progress you know is progress you know plunging the earth and you know refusing to adjust uh, our profit margins based on our morals, you know, and what is, what is right. And, you know, how are we, um, sustainable in that mindset? And, you know, is it in rhythm with nature? Is it in balance with nature? 
if it's not, I think, you know, we have to reassess. And I think we all know like pollution is a major problem. And, uh, you know, there, I, I think there is solutions out there. They're just kept from, you know, the main, uh, you know, talking circles. They're not shown on the news. You know, you hear about, you know, uh, species of mushrooms that can eat up pollution in the ocean and, you know, all these crazy discoveries, you know, the guy developing a car that ran on water, like, why aren't these things like on every major newspaper on every street corner? I think, you know, that tells you like, they're trying to keep it this way on purpose and march us in this direction. But um, I think we just got to keep the conversation going and, you know, keep doing the best we can do to, uh, you know, keep inspiring others. And hopefully someday it sparks the mind that does, you know, come up with that idea that can solve some of these major problems we're facing in the world. Yeah. I I'm with everybody on everything that we said for like the, jerry springer final thought but the i just want to say like that what we were taught what october was talking about like you know this this is a movement this is a small movement or um the comment that like it only takes one percent of the population to change things like we have been standing our ground we're at the point in this fucked up game where we didn't cave we didn't take the fucking juice and anybody out there listening should stand proud about that fact alone because literally there was so many aspects to try to just do that thing the current when the current thing was to get the vaccine you weren't only being threatened to be fired for for not doing that but the people who were propagandized were literally peer pressuring us to do it. So it was a total social thing, literally like, do it for me, like, do it, like, do it for grandma, like, like, come, like people were, were doing the boots on the ground work for quote unquote them. So we made it this far. And like all of, I think everybody at this point of it should like pat themselves on the back, pat their, we should all pat each other on the back. I'm assuming we all made it this far. And like, it only does take a very small part, like part of the population to make these huge changes. And um, we've still got like a long, there's, there's a lot more that's going to be coming down the pipeline with, with, um, you know, like currencies and the economy and social credit scores and all of that stuff. And it's interesting just to see, you know, I have several quote unquote right wing friends who got the jab, got the first jab. And then they're like, I didn't get the booster. And I'm like, okay, well, that's, you could have done better, but there's all those people out there who are like looking to people like us who've been loudmouths from day one. Um, and like us little, like, a, a small little portion of the population who was this conspiracy quote unquote conspiratorial. Now the people who are like slowly waking up are going to be looking towards us. So like, I just want to say for the future, like this movement, this change um, in the attitudes of people, like we still have like a ton of work to do. And like, this is a spiritual war. This is a psychological war, but like we are, we are basically fighting a war right now. And um, 
you know, the support that uh, we're technically giving to like people that are just viewing our shit, viewing, listening to our podcast, looking at our content. Like I knew not to get the vaccine because I watched Alex Jones in fucking 2006, you know? So like I, I got confidence from all these other people and it's just like paying it forward. And now there's, it's easier than ever to just whip out your phone, record a podcast and just put it out into the inner interwebs. And this is social engine. We're fighting a psychological war and we're fighting against social engineering. So like this has to be a social thing and it's pretty fucking basic. It's just don't fall for the government propaganda. Don't fall for the globalist propaganda, which is in lockstep being, being put out across the fucking globe, across all borders. And it's really simple. It's not being extreme. It's just being firm and being strong. And um, everyone here and everyone out there, just like keep doing it, like hold, stand your ground and keep going. Cause like we're entering a new phase of this fucking hunger games. And like us, we should all be proud of ourselves for making it like this far. So, yeah. Um, everybody, if you're not familiar with the dark ages and then the Renaissance and then the age of enlightenment, I suggest you go study history because we're reliving part of it right now. We're coming out of the, you know, a sweet spot and we're entering, you know, another dark ages in my opinion. And hopefully the Renaissance is, is something, an era that we will create as quote unquote conspiracy theorists and enter a new age of enlightenment with, uh, the people that decide to join us and pursue truth. Yeah, I just wanted to comment really quick on uh, on something that he uh, he just brought up the idea of the self policing system, and that's the way that this has gone, and that's how they've been able to get away with this is us self policing ourselves, and that's the way the propaganda works. They put out propaganda to get they put out a thought, they put out an idea, and they get everyone to believe in it, and then whenever those people believe in it, it becomes a part of their reality. Yeah, and like that's. And we're literally fighting ourselves, right? We're fighting ourselves. We're fighting each other. And that's the way that, um, that's the way that it works. And I think if people would realize that and realize that it's a self-imposed system and a self-imposed reality, then we would be, uh, we would be able to break out of this much faster. All right. This has been fantastic, guys. I want to thank everyone that is here tonight, everyone that is in the chat. Uh, I do want to ask all of you, is there any final thoughts or any uh, burning desires you'd like to close out with tonight? Anyone? Anyone? I just wanted to thank Chris at Forbidden Knowledge News for putting this together. And uh, I've been a fan since i first discovered him he's a great interviewer and he gets great guests and uh, i love listening to his show so checks in the mail for that buddy thank you so much all right guys uh like i said thanks again this was fantastic we're gonna go and we're gonna do some more drinking and partying we'll have a good time and uh, we'll be back monday with another discussion for you guys so we'll see you then have a good one